and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Um, I just got back from a place called Malibu Jacks. Sounds, sounds, it's involved boats. Sounds like something that would involve boats. No, this is a place, Justin has taken Charlie and Cooper several times, and they kept insisting that they wanted me to come along. And it just sounded like not my scene, but I finally went today. It is in an old abandoned mall in Ashland. And they have filled it with, oh, it's just everything. There's a mini golf course. There's a bounce park. There's like Billy Bob style games with tickets and like prizes you can get. There's like a roller coaster and a boat swingy ride. Ah. And was right. There's laser tag and go-karts and bowling and a big giant food court. Anyway, a lot of the rides involve spinning and circles. And I feel terrible. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I kept trying to avoid them, but the girls were so excited and I wanted to be a good sport, but um as I get older, my motion sickness has just gotten worse and worse. And now I'm the person who's like turning green riding all these rides. Kids love spinning in circles. I don't understand that. I And I can't do the, they have a lot of like VR type things. I can't do those either. It's oh, like, yeah. I know I'm not in that world. And so when my visual input starts saying that I am, ugh, it's just like instant nausea. Are you saying you, you refuse to partake in make-believe and imagination and creativity because your brain refuses to accept that it's your reality <laughs> i played the claw games okay. i told him like just let me do the claw games did i'm great at any- those did you win anything yeah i always win what what would you win candy they wanted to oh. do the candy ones well those aren't they wanted fun. they wanted specific candies though they had these like gummy hot dogs they look like hot dogs but they're made of gummies so, like, I had to, like, manipulate to get just gummy hot dogs. And I'm, I'm very good at claw machines, but I'm, I'm bad at riding rides. Well, we all have our strengths. That's fine. You've got a ride parent and a claw game parent. They have a, the entire thing is owned by, like, that one company. And so even all the different restaurants in the food court are all just, like, they're all the same thing, Right. So they have like a place where you can get like hot dogs and hamburgers. And then they have a place called the watering hole where you can get like liquor and (laughs) beer. And then they have a place uh, for like hibachi food. They have a pizza place and they have a cookie place called Chunk. That sounds good. (laughs) Except it's got like an umlaut over the U. So I guess it's like Chunk. Chunk. I think that's how that works, right? I don't know. And they have a custard place. Anyway, it's quite it's quite the thing. Does they have the custard beer on draft. place have a does the custard place have a fun name? It's Custard. I don't even Wits old fashioned custard or something. Oh. You know, like Well no, that's not fun. They're relying on old fashioned in there somewhere. Like old with an E. Like oldie fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It um the food was okay. And I mean, you know, they've got beer on draft. That's exciting. That is exciting. Can you just walk around with it? No, they have like a very clearly, like they have giant signs all around the food court that are like, do not take your alcohol past this point. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Because like the bowling is directly across from the food court, so I think you'd have a natural inclination. I mean, you're bowling mm-hmm. to you know want to grab a brew. So you can't even have it while you while you bowl. Well, I didn't try. I don't oh. know. I guess I could have attempted. Yeah, we Although, didn't bowl. I was gonna say your kids are kind of small for bowling. I feel <laughs> like the ball would just like tip them over. Well, they make smaller balls for kids, but I, Charlie and I just had this conversation the other day. She said, I've never been bowling. And I said, well, it's not like my favorite thing, but if you want to go bowling, we could all go bowling. <laughs> I don't mind. And she's like, nah, I'm way too little. Those balls are huge. <laughs> I'm like, well, they make like kids, like kids can bowl. Like they make sm- lighter balls. Like they have bumpers in the lanes. Kids can bowl. She's like, nah, there's just no way I could lift that ball. <laughs> I'm like, no, you, you. <laughs> they, they facilitate child bowling. <laughs> You know, her fear is probably actually what Cooper would do once she got her hands on a big, heavy bowling ball, um, Mm -hmm. which I don't blame her for that. They also have axe throwing at this place. That's fun. Mm -hmm. I'm very bad at it. Yeah, I'm not very good at axe throwing. Justin's very good at it. (laughs) Yeah, he picked it up right away. I'll, I'll never really get over the embarrassment that Justin's better at axe throwing than me. Well, you're better at claw games. We each bring something to the table, really. <laughs> you need an axe-throwing partner and a, and a claw game partner. And that's that's a perfect union. Um, That's not... But we're not talking about Malibu Jacks today. <laughs> I Now that I've experienced it, I fear I will be forced to go back many times. So I'll tell you more <laughs> stories about Malibu Jacks some other time. I'll be anxiously waiting on the edge it's of a my whole, seat. It's a whole mall of things. It's a whole old I know I would have been all about that as a kid. Because I loved me some Billy Bob's, so I know I would have been all about that. Yeah. No, it's... it's. I mean, it doesn't have, like, the charm of Billy Bob's in the sense that, like, there are no decaying giant animatronics. Right. That don't, like, all their parts don't move, but also it's the last one in the country and no one knows how to fix them anymore, I guess. But they're not going to get rid of them. But they're not going to... No. We, do you know that... I. Now, I, I, don't hold me to this, but I am 99% certain we have the last Billy Bob's here. That makes sense. Like, I'm, I'm fairly certain we are we are now officially the last remaining Billy Bob's here. And technically in Barbersville, not in Huntington. Technically in Barbersville. It's the, same, close enough. it's the same place. Yes. And so I don't know, like, how you get those. Like, where? how do you do the maintenance on those guys? On the, the cheerleader who sings Desperado? It sounds like we need an engineer to come save our town. That sounds like the plot of a Hallmark movie. A big city engineer comes to fix the animatronics that are, that's, this place is run by the local small town animatronic gal. At the world's last remaining Billy Bobs. Yeah. And big city engineer has to come fix it. You know, the pizza, it really isn't bad. It's not really not you'd you'd expect it to be very bad and it's really not very bad anyway we have the last billy bobs here if you are ever looking to make a pilgrimage to the last billy bobs it is here and you're right there people do there it's right next to the mall so like you can go visit the mall well really it's right next to the cracker barrel sit Okay, well, it is next. Okay, physically, you're right. It is next to the Cracker Barrel, but I am not advising you to eat at the Cracker Barrel. I am saying you can come see the mall. We have a food court. You can eat a big loafer. 
there's meat loaf <laughs> do you think going from the billy bob's pizza to the big loafer meatloaf is a good good tummy choice because i feel like my tummy couldn't handle that well you can come and go to claire's if you'd prefer no, we have claire's course. we still have a claire's a bottomless pit mm-hmm. yeah go go to billy bob's and then come by yourself at least 32 items at claire's because you're gonna get 10 and they're gonna tell you, you have to get 20 more mm-hmm. buy five get 20 free and then you've bought five in there. So, yeah, it's endless. Yeah. Um, no, we're going to talk about The Sandlot. So did you all both watch this movie? Yes. Yes. Taylor, had you seen it back in the day, back in our youth, when it would have been popular? I definitely saw it. There were a lot of things that I remember differently that I'm sure I saw it with a kid brain, but I definitely saw it. Riley, I'm assuming this was the first time you saw it. Uh, no, you know, funny enough, uh, I don't know why, but I remember very clearly being in an elementary school classroom and voting on what movie to watch for field day, you know, like where we got mm-hmm. one day where we just got to sit inside and watch movies and have like snacks. And then the next day was like the one with all the inflatables and the fun stuff for the movie day. Everyone voted on this movie and I had no idea what it was. And I voted for the other one that was probably like high school musical. I don't know. I voted for whatever the other one was and got stuck watching this in class. And I was really upset about it when I was like 11. So really negative memories of this. Well, it was more so just like I really was really was vibing with the other movie that was presented Mm. to me. Um, When did they stop doing all this stuff on field day with water balloons and like egg and spoon races? Um, we had water balloons. That was just, we had two days. We had two days at the end of the year that were like fun. I don't know if one was like when we did testing and the second half of the day we got to like watch movies. Um, and then we had like the fun water balloon water slide day. Mm -hmm. It was two days. You know what I hated most out of those sorts of things? You, did you ever have to do the thing where you have an orange under your chin and you have to pass it to the next person under their chin and you can't use your hands? No. You all never did that? I thought that was like a makeout party thing, not a field day thing. Yeah. Well, my field days were very different. Yeah, spicy field day. <laughs> anyway. I I guess I guess it all depends on when you grew up. Um it seems like a lot of contact for elementary. Well, that's schoolers. why I was saying it was like my least favorite thing to do. Um so the Sandlot is from 1993. So I would have been 10 years old when this movie came out, which was like, I mean, you know, this is age aimed at that sort of age, 10 to 13 preteen kind of thing. I would say it's a little young for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I remember that it was extremely popular and everyone loved it, which as I was watching it now as an adult, I was trying to figure out why as kids, we loved this movie so much because it's very clearly written by adults about a time that, especially as a 10-year-old, I knew nothing about and would have no context for. You know? Like, the mm-hmm. movie set in 1962. Yeah. I had no idea about that. I bet our dad really liked this movie. Yeah, I mean, it... it... Oh, go ahead, Ty. Oh, no, I, I was just, I assumed that the target audience was reflective dads, not, yeah. not children. Right. Well, but he, I okay. bet when that so, came out, dad was really into it. I agree with you. I agree with you. It felt it feels like a movie for our dads. It's a very boomer movie. Um, 
but at the same time, there's a significant amount of the plot where a bunch of children are trying to thwart a giant dog. And so, like, is that what grown-ups like? Are they banking entirely on nostalgia? I was going to say, I can't answer that as a not grown-up. I can't tell you what they like. I, I think it, maybe it feels like the same void as, like, a Christmas story, you know? It has the same setup. Mm. Like, I was that movie was kind of for both or nobody i don't know (laughs) (laughs) everybody or nobody equally young old souls and old young souls maybe it's just one of those cases of like they knew that families were gonna have to watch it together so it was like who do we what do we make for the kids that have to watch this and what do we make for the grown-ups that have to watch this you know how like spongebob always had like jokes in it that were for the parents that were watching with the kids Mm-hmm. Like maybe this was like all overall it was for the parents to enjoy watching it, but then you had to throw a big dog in there so the kids would get a kick out of it. Um, I did not enjoy it as much as an adult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> watching it, I was trying. Justin caught me um, fast forwarding a little bit through some of like the get the ball with the erector set moments because I'm like, oh my god, I can't with this. Um, but. The, okay, so the general plot of the Sandlot, there's a bunch of <laughs> there's a bunch of kids in 1962 who play baseball on a sand lot, and at one point, the ball gets hit over the fence into the yard of this giant dog named the Beast that everybody's scared of, and they have this whole backstory about how the Beast used to kill people. Anyway, the point is, they need to get the ball back because it is a baseball that was signed by Babe Ruth because our main character protagonist did not understand the significance of a baseball signed by Babe Ruth and he took it from his let's be honest jerk stepfather Mm -hmm. Um, and so now they've got to get this ball back so they go through some shenanigans to try to get the ball back they finally do um, make friends with the dog and the guy who owns the dog and I don't know and then they all grow up yeah. yeah, and some of them become, like, very bad people. I don't know. We're the ones that invented, like, mini malls. And, like, right? Like, I don't... And also, I know the one little kid, and I know when I saw it as I was young, I didn't think much of it, but the kid that pretends to drown just so he can assault the lifeguard, uh-huh. like, forcibly make out with her, and then they grow up to get married. I'm like, I don't know about that. That plot line wouldn't fly today. (laughs) Right? No, that whole plot line. His whole thing. So, like, yeah, there's a scene where they go to the public pool and one of the boys pretends to drown so that the lifeguard who he thinks is hot will give him mouth to mouth. Um, That, yes, that whole scene, I was like, is it? I don't remember this. This is in the movie? (laughs) That scene stuck with me for so long. I can't tell you that, like, the one image I had in my brain from that movie was watching that in a classroom and the teacher just being like, oh, um, well, hmm, you're all nine. That's old enough, right? It's fine. (laughs) I remember that so clearly. I guess to see people kissing, I don't know, because we all were nine, so of course it was a chorus of like, ooh, ah, when they started kissing. But I mean, it was mouth to mouth, but you know, we, we knew his intentions. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's always that element in any like I don't know young young men bonding type of movie 
where it's like, oh, the, you know, I can enjoy this story. This is nice. And then there's just got to be a little casual, like, misogyny or sexual assault just thrown in there somewhere. It's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm out of this now. It's really yeah. a shame because, like, most of the movie is just, you know, whatever, kids playing baseball and, I mean, who cares? But, like, that, and they call him, by the way, I noticed they call him a perv at one point. Mm-hmm. So, like, they recognize that what he's doing is gross. But, like, in a, oh, that's so funny. He's a pervert. <laughs> like, kind of way. Like, it's, it's hilarious. Um, and <laughs> and they do, like, the major insult. I thought about this, that I mm-hmm. saw this as a young girl. The major insult that they hurl at when the, the like, the rich kid baseball team shows up who like are like we have uniforms we're the rich Mm -hmm. kids and we're gonna beat you all you sandlot kids at baseball um the insult that triggers like we're gonna play you and kick your butts is you play baseball like a girl yeah yeah that seemed like that was the whole point of that whole plot moment because the team shows up they hurl insults back and forth one of them really throws the gauntlet by calling the other one, saying that, that you play like a girl. Mm-hmm. And then they beat them, and then that's it. It's like, so that was, that just, is that it? That was the point? What mm-hmm. was the point of that? I, I, I say this with, a, I still, I enjoyed watching this movie, but there was this element that was a bit of a primer for like, when we think of like toxic masculinity, we think of like, big man raging, rah, like, no, it's all like these little insidious things, like the dad shaking the hand of the stepson instead of, like, any sort of mm-hmm. love or affection, like, sort of dismissing him when he can't throw very well. The weird, like, approval of, of casual misogyny and assault. It's like, no, I think this is the stuff that creates problems down the line. It does, yeah. and it's all seen, like, because it is being narrated by the adult version of one of the characters, it's like very intentionally like it's wistful mm-hmm. you know it's like oh remember the good old days when like we did all these misogynist gross things and like remember how my stepdad was this complete like unemotional distant <laughs> I mean like it seems like a little threatening jerk that I was like terrified of and I asked him to teach me to play catch and when I didn't know how to play catch even though I'd never learned because that's the whole thing because like they start off by saying like his his bio dad died right yeah so like they say that like he never learned how to play catch because his dad died and now this other guy is like can you teach me how to play catch dad that he's being forced to call him dad and he's like I can't believe you don't know how to throw anyway I'm taking off for business trip <laughs> I hate my stepson, and I'm not hiding it. Yeah, I mean they're very, very charming elements of the movie, but there's a little there's some stuff. <laughs> I will say it did make me think about the kind of man that I know now that I'm sure loved this movie as a kid, um, and that would still watch it today and probably get a kick out of it. Like I know that kind of man. I've met that kind. Oh of, yeah, I've met yeah. that kind of grown up now. Like not just ones that were like, oh yeah, I like that as a kid. But I don't know, like ones that like, oh yeah, I know what we should watch. Let's watch Sandlot as grown adults. Well, because there were lots of shots of like the okay, the girls at the pool. This caught my attention, and I mean these are things that I don't really think about, but I guess that they've changed. They have at camera angles on these young women in bathing suits. Yeah. That are mm-hmm. so vilely inappropriate. Just like I, th- I am assuming these are like teenage girls. Yeah, and the angles are just like grody, 
And whose eyes are those for? Yeah, I thought the same, like when we first are introduced to the the attractive lifeguard like the mm-hmm. when she's walking towards in the slow-mo it's like even that when i was like i don't how old is this girl like she looks like a young teenager but then they do this a very purposeful from behind shot that's just a close-up mm-hmm. on her butt and i'm like oh no i don't know this this isn't cool yeah yeah like there's her butt and you're like that i mean that was immediately justin went oh no how old is she oh no oh no <laughs> like what are we the whole five seconds going, of butt he kept looking at me going you picked this you picked this well now wait that said this was you saw this movie because you were on a date and i can't imagine as a young woman seeing this movie on a date that's a whole other level that i feel like it is odd that it's a good memory for you (laughs) yes so i want to talk about like i want to talk about why i picked this movie and do i regret it maybe but (laughs) before we do that let's check the group message uh taylor i have a message for you no, do you? I am not doing this. Jum- you are not doing that. Usually Taylor does our Jumbotrons, but Taylor's not going to do this Jumbotron because this Jumbotron is for Taylor for your birthday, oh. which was just a couple days ago. Uh, Joe Whitaker and family say happiest of birthdays to Joe's birthday twin. Oh, you and Joe share a birthday. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize oh, that. Right. Well, happy happy birthday, Joe, too. Happy, happy birthday, Happiest Joe. of birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> happiest of birthdays to Joe's birthday twin neatest bartender and awesomest human slash moth person you make the world better by being you and we love you for it happy level up day select two attributes to improve by one so that was very sweet joe happy birthday tay happy birthday joe happy birthday to both of you Um, yeah happy birthday joe and thank you very much i uh i did not have the best birthday so that was very very sweet of you (laughs) thank you um Okay, so you both probably watched this movie and thought, why would Sydney pick this? I mean, like, it, it feels like an old white guy movie, right? A little bit. Right? Like, this is a movie that, like, old white guys watch and are like, the good old days. But, um, and I mean, even, it, there are scenes like that, like, where they have the block party and they've got, like, fireworks lining the streets. That's not a thing that ha- I mean, like some of this stuff just feels like, I mean, maybe that's intentional because it's all like memory. I mean, that may- like, do you remember the the good old days when we ran around the neighborhood playing baseball by firework light? And I don't know. That I mean, sounds like a story our dad has told before. Yeah, well, maybe I- walking out with his friends and they don't come back home till dark and no one knows where they were and they ride their bikes and they tell stories and they get in shenanigans I don't know. Yeah. Well, I like that the big bad is it's the dog, but it's also the guy that owns the dog. That's scary. And there are a lot of movies from this era where the bad the the bad guy is just like a weird old person or not even mm-hmm. weird, just an old person that keeps to themselves. And I don't know if it's just we're talking like limited writer room demographics in the early 90s. So it's like, oh, what's, what what problems did we have growing up? And I don't know. Sometimes there was a, like an old person on the street that we made up stories about. <laughs> well, and specifically in this case, like what we finally find out by the end is like, it's an older man who also is black, which adds a whole other layer of like, why were you so scared of this older gentleman? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do we, do we want to dissect that? Well, and, and you really wreck his backyard and you almost murder his dog. And he rewards you with a, a really cool new baseball signed by all the Yankees. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I really uh, needed an after credit scene where they, they fixed his fence. <laughs> I, that bothered me too, the fence being knocked down. I will also say that the fence falls on the dog in a way that would never happen in movies today. Yes, that's true. Yep. Yes, there, there would be so much outcry from the younger generation that it would be aimed at if a fence fell on a dog. The dog is fine. The dog, the dog is okay. But still, it is a, it is a very like intense fence falling on the dog moment. Um, I feel like I should put that out there. The dog is fine. The dog mm-hmm. lives, but but it is an intense moment. I, um, I remember even my child brain being confused because when you first see the dog, it's like an animatronic giant dog. So you get the idea mm-hmm. like maybe this really is a giant dog. But then the, the, the whole point is the reveal. It's like it's just a regular dog. And even like as a kid, I'm like, well, why are they, why are they so mean? To, that's just a regular dog. That's just an old regular dog. Why are these kids scared of this old regular dog? And I think I, I think they're trying to do something that's like, again, like he's looking back and in his memory, the dog was a giant. And yeah. that's why they were afraid of it. I think that's what they're trying to play around with, which I, I, I guess can help excuse some of the more fantastic elements when they're like lowering people over the fence with pulleys. Like flying them over the fence to mm-hmm. retrieve or like building an erector set that can catapult the ball back over. I don't know. Um, I so I went on my first date in fourth grade. That's kind of early, I guess. It is early. Uh, I went on my first date in eighth grade. So I um, I will say I went with somebody to a spaghetti social in kindergarten. So I don't know if that was a date. You've had a kindergartner. If she went to a spaghetti social with someone, would you say it's a date? No, but, you know, we lived in Georgia at the time. and Well, <laughs> spaghetti socials world. are also important in West Virginia still to this day. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Uh, either way, I went to the movies with uh, a kid in my fourth grade class. He asked me to the movies. And um, dad took me and we met. I don't remember his parent being there, but I feel like his parent probably was too. We're fourth graders. Um, Dad definitely sat in the back of the theater and watched the movie too. I bet Dad really liked it. I was going to say, I bet Dad just wanted to see the Sandlot. Yeah. But Dad sat in the back and uh, me and, and the guy who asked me to the movie sat elsewhere, not with him, but like where he could see us. Oh, he sat in the back. And he tried to put his arm around me and his watch got tangled in my hair. And then I had to help him untangle his watch from my hair. I remember that. That sounds about that was right. My, and That's this was the movie we saw on my big first date. And now you're married. <laughs> no, no, no it was kidding. not Justin. No, that's not the reveal. <laughs> but that, that, that'd be a funnier, that'd be a funnier end to that story. It would so. be a funnier end. No, it was at it was at the cinema, which is now a church downtown. That movie theater is now a church. Oh yeah, yeah. It's actually not um, the only movie theater we had that's now a church. <laughs> is there another one that's a church? Aren't there multiple? Or am I thinking of the comedy club that's now a church? The comedy club comedy is a club church is now. A church. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't Everything it always Huntington- a church in a way? Oh. <laughs> Everything in Huntington always becomes like it either becomes a church or a bar like everything's on a trajectory to being a church or a bar 
Or both. I don't know what it. I don't know what it says about my neighborhood in Brooklyn, but everything's becoming a healthcare center, and I don't know if that's good. Sometimes I feel like they're preparing for something. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think say, that would be concerning for me. I think. Yeah, like everything that closed. I mean, I'm like, like I'm not in the cool area. I'm more out, like in a like where people, regular people live, and like anything that any business that closes, there's a healthcare center that opens up. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it or is it scary? <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe they're trying to like get healthcare out to people who need it. No, because these are all like the these are all like the pay to play healthcare places, you know. Oh, dock in a box kind of things. Yeah, yeah. We're like you're gonna pay a lot to go to those, but you know, it's on your block. Uh, all I that's a whole. All I have near me is a little strip mall type thing with one big awning, and the font is the same for all the businesses, and it's the same big awning for all the businesses, and it's um, um. Delhi Market, Taylor Cobbler, Pilates Studio, and there's a cobbler. Yes, right next to the Taylor, um, not this Taylor, like a like a Taylor, like, like a, a real Taylor. Like a, yeah, like a T A I L O, like that kind of T. Yeah, um, yeah, right next to the Taylor, there's a cobbler, and it's all in that one big thing with the same awning and the same font on it. So I don't know if like one person or one group just has a wide variety of businesses, but. Uh, I, I would say I bet at least the tailor and the cobbler are the same person. I would. Think I had someone so. advertising their skills. And like deli and market next to each other, that feels like they're probably that's the same. one business. But then the yeah. Pilates studio at the end, I'm just like, what? Where'd you come from? <laughs> Maybe it's like a big family business, and like all the different members of the family, like they're all like living their dream and have their own little business where they do their skill set. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, that would be nice. I think that's also called the mafia sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never. Oh, so they just own the whole building, and then they own the whole block, and sometimes <laughs> they own the whole town. It's so nice. It's, it's a family business, and and they'll protect you is the really cool thing. You do have yeah. to pay them for that, and also it's not optional, but they will protect you, <laughs> and they will take your garbage away. Good about that. <laughs> that's true. I've never been any of them. They could be fronts. It's, this is a good point. I just never. I have not seen anyone advertising that they're a cobbler, ever in my life. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I assume no. that. I, I guess if you asked me, like, are there still cobblers? I would have said, like, well, I'm. There must be. Like, obviously, I mean, there must be somewhere. But like, you, I've never. You believe seen. that cobblers exist, yeah. not like elves. <laughs> I, I just. I've never seen a business that does that in my in my whole life that I know of that I remember. It's a, it's a tiny little place so you can like see the whole place through the gra- glass when you walk by and all that's in there that you can see is just like, you know, some threads and some fabrics and some shoes and whatever the little stands are that cobblers use to cobble. Um, yeah, I also didn't know that that was, a, that was a real thing that exists, but there's one right around the corner if I ever need cobbling services. That's very cool. So, that's yeah. very old school. Again, um, it is a little sketch though, because how many real other cobblers are there? Maybe there's something else going no, on. Well, wait, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to spread cobbler propaganda. There are real cobblers. I, there, I, yeah. I know of a few. I, I've been recommended some for like as somebody that wears the same boots until the soles fall off. Cobblers mm-hmm. are absolutely a modern career path. I know. <laughs> I know. Logically, it is a career path and a profession that exists. It's just the seeing one in the wild. Right. I just, is I just unexpected. Don't, I want like a like a cobbler propaganda podcast. I don't. We don't want that label. We're we respect cobblers cobbler here. <laughs> I mean, we're probably bad at. But we're, I don't think anyone's could cobble. No. 
No. Uh, well, I've never I've never required the services because most of my adult life I've worn the same, not the same pair of Chuck Taylors, but just once they all have holes in them, I get new ones. And I don't know if you can take Chuck Taylors to a cobbler. No, they will not. I don't think that, that, that when the top <laughs> half is paper, that's the problem. The bottom <laughs> half is, you know, fine. <laughs> I was gonna say I, don't, I I feel like they would laugh at me if I brought them my <laughs> my Converse and said, "Can you cobble, please?" Co- cobble <laughs> my Converse. Can you cobble? There's holes in them. <laughs> that requires the tailor, actually. Yeah, there you go. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Next door, the stripes have worn off the sides. <laughs> um, you should have gotten PF flyers. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? I was, as we were watching the movie, I asked Justin, are PF Flyers real? And he didn't yeah. know. And then I are they? No, they absolutely are because mom got me a pair back when I played tennis in like middle school. Oh, they're kind of cool. I'm just looking at them. I, I feel yeah, like where, because, like I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's a weird thing. Like for a, a small child, did you, do you like your tennis shoes? I, they were fine. They were shoes. They but, look similar to Converse. Yeah, very. Yeah, similar. I think I think mine were white with the green on the side, but that's usually the green is is I think the color that they always are, mm-hmm. in some way the the writing. Yeah, I see both. They have they got both. That's kind of groovy. I mean, I, nothing will ever peel me. Yeah, these look very similar to Converse. Nothing will ever peel me away from my uh, my Chucks, but they're kind of groovy. I get it. I, I like it. Um. Well, you would. You only wear Converse. I know. I, I, I like it. But maybe you should switch out a pair and see how you feel. Try out some PF Flyers. That would make me see. I feel like that would be such an eccentricity if I just started wearing PF Flyers all the time. I don't. If a doctor walked into your your room at the hospital wearing PF Flyers, I don't know. You, I don't know what I would. I'd be like, I'm not, this is going to be the best medical service or I'm going to die. There's no one yeah. between. I don't, well, I mean, I, I, I will say I get a reaction from the, especially now that I wear purple chucks. The navies didn't get quite the same reaction, but then one, the Charlie and Cooper started buying me purple because they thought I needed more color in my life. And uh, I, I do get quite a reaction from those. Not infrequently. It's usually positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um. Before we were talking about shoes, oh, I, so the my recollection is that I don't. I, I we watched the movie. In my mind, it was all about a mean dog, and that was like all I remembered about it. Like I don't know, there's baseball and a mean dog. Not really my thing. I got why I was taken to the movie on a date because he played baseball. Yeah. So I thought maybe oh. he liked like it's like a baseball movie, so he must. Like baseball, and also there's like your classic like this movie is for teen boys scene where they all puke. Yeah. Get, so that was the scene that confused me because in my head they got drunk, and the song Tequila played, and that's why they all puked. But it was chewing tobacco, and mm-hmm. I just felt like I I got what what are they called when you're a mandala effect moment? I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I was sure they drank. That was tobacco. <laughs> Yeah, it was tobacco. I and I I remembered that they puked at some point. Like as we got closer to that scene, I was like, I am not watching this. I do not want to watch a bunch of young boys vomit. Like I'm I'm an adult. I, I don't have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very disgusting scene. It's really grody. It it's is really very and gross. I've 
I feel like that they do they there are a lot of that's a thing in movies. They really think that like guys want to see people puke or poop or something and it'll be funny. Well, and then there's like the movies that are like the feminist take on that where we're going to show you a bunch of women puking and pooping. It's like you know I don't yeah. I don't want to see this in any gender. <laughs> bridesmaids yes exactly yes (laughs) that's exactly like that's all i could think during that scene was like i don't i mean if we're trying to take things back from men this is not high on my list (laughs) having diarrhea in a movie is not like the pinnacle of like yeah i'm a long way baby i would like to adequate pay before i'm allowed to poop myself on film (laughs) for laughs just i know it's not, it's just not funny either. Like it's not. I don't know. In my personal opinion, it's not funny. Well, I feel like we could advance the world of comedy more. Yes. I mean, There's not us personally. Thing. I don't think. No. We'll be, we're not. No, not us. I just mean we as a species. <laughs> I just don't. I didn't want to take on that burden. You all no. can. I just. I, I know my limits. <laughs> no, I. I'm now six months into law school. If anything, I've become significantly less funny. <laughs> um. I. But that. That is my. My connotation with this movie is that it was it was special to me because like you know what was the first date you ever went on i saw the movie the sandlot i always remember that um i thought that uh the ben was dreamy benny Mm -hmm. benny i thought he was dreamy i would i would say i think that's the one salvation in this movie is benny's just great the whole time Mm -hmm. the whole way he brings in the kid that you know is left out of the group helps him out he gets a Mm -hmm. good ending benny 10 out of yeah. 10, dude. Yeah. Can I ask, Benny's though, cool. Um, I, I feel like usually when we watch these movies from, like, the, you know, 90s, early 2000s, there's people in them when they're much younger that I've now seen in a bunch of stuff when they've got grown up. And I'm like, oh, I know that person. I did not recognize anyone in this movie as someone I'd seen in something else. Is this one of those rare occasions where, like, this movie blew up and it was huge and then no one in it ever did anything, like, as of, of note? As notable i think i think justin started giving me a he was like googling while we were watching a where yeah. are they now of all the cast members yeah and there were some well i mean if I you just... want to take if you want to take yourself on a journey please feel free to do the same i won't I... repeat all the things but no i i don't think the majority of them continued like an acting career i think the the one kid with the red hair mm-hmm is like does TikTok stuff and is pretty popular on TikTok. But like, I don't think, I I don't think, I mean, I mean, the the stepdad is Dennis Leary. I was going to say, there's there's one exception here, but it's Dennis Leary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just like, I I was expecting it. I was looking for it. Like I was looking at all those boys and I was convinced that I was sure I was going to know some of them from something. Um, Because that usually is the case. Mm -mm. But, uh, and also James Earl Jones is the, Yes, the, yeah. James Earl Jones is the is uh, what's his Mr. Myrtle is that? Yeah, that sounds right. Mr. Myrtle, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew him. Um, I don't know why I just thought that the boys in that movie were were went on to be stars. I don't know what other movie I was thinking of, but I feel like so many of them look like other famous people. Like the one that makes out with the the lifeguard looks like Steve O to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. And the redhead looks so much like uh, uh, Billy Joe from uh, from Green Day. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. An- they know there's another actor that looks like that. Like that is a blueprint of some type of person. I don't know. 
No, there were quite a few kids that Justin was like, is that so-and-so? And then he was Googling and like, no, huh? Like this was the only movie this person did or like they went on to a career in something else entirely. I, I don't know. Like this was not <laughs> the the pictures on like the Google thing. When you look up like the movie and it shows you the cast real quick, with, like names underneath. Usually when you look up movies, it's like a headshot or like a red carpet picture or something when they're celebrities. But all these guys, it's just one of them is like a picture of him from the movie and the rest just look like selfies. Um, yeah. Very interesting lineup. Well, I, I, d- I don't blame them, honestly. I feel like probably there are a lot of people that do movies like that that blow up unintentionally and they're like, no, nah, that wasn't for me. Um, That's probably the safest surprising. way to be a child star, right? Like you make yeah. your one big hit, you collect those residuals and then you just do whatever you want with your life. Yeah. And you're done. I love seeing old Disney stars on TikTok talk about how they just like left acting mm-hmm. and now they just have like a regular normal life. I, I have to ask because I don't know how this lines up timeline-wise, but okay, so the two of the boys are Timmy and Tommy, and one of them repeats the other one. Is this before or after Animal Crossing came out? Mm. Oh. Wait. Well, this was 93. Well, it's gotta well, be before, right? I mean, I'm not... What are, their, their names are... Yeah. Their names are Timmy and Tommy. Okay, right? And Timmy then they're twins, and yeah, one repeats the other. Before. That is a weird... Uh, but that can't... Is oh that a weird gosh. coincidence? That can't be, right? I don't know. I just, it took me a minute because I was like, oh, these kind of, these two characters remind me of the, the two kids from Animal Crossing. I'm like, wait, they have the same names and the same gimmick. This can't be accidental. Yeah. I, no, I think you were total. it has to be. This ha- and I mean, this would have had to be first. There's no way. I think the first one came, first Animal Crossing came out in 2001, I think. Um. So, yeah. Before. I, I am reading... Uh, reviews of this like I looked on Rotten Tomatoes 64% by the way which I would say is a little high Rotten Tomatoes but that's just me I'm guessing there are there are a lot of um, a lot of uh, white dudes of the boomer generation who are up in that score (laughs) who are in here like like best movie ever love this movie yeah is that the Um, critic score or is that the audience score oh hold on well I mean uh, I no, think it's funny to see the, the difference. So the uh, the critic scores sixty four percent. The audience scores eighty nine percent. That checks out. That <laughs> there makes you go. Sense. Um, but I'm just I am loving like the Sam the Sandlot's nostalgia for simpler times. A single sex world seems to be a key component. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, this is this is clever. The kids even have their own treehouse, which means that the production designer is the only person connected with this project who actually went out on a limb. Oh, <laughs> here's another 90s movie that was beloved by boys <laughs> well okay yeah. yeah that's fair i did really want to know like that the, the whole setup i think uh, suspension disbelief but so there's this lot that they get to use for free and they've built a tree house in it and it mm-hmm. hangs right over where this evil dog is it's just all very convenient architecture in this storyline <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a positive review i like this movie because i like doggies and baseball Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like those two things. I think if you like doggies and baseball and hijinks, I think if you actually look at the 1960s as as some of these critics call it, the age of innocence or Mm. simpler times, which I would say I do not agree with either of those takes. For whom? Simpler times (laughs) for for whom? Yeah. When they say simpler times, do they just mean like technology wasn't as hard? 
No, I do, they like, don't, I don't mean that. They no. don't mean that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to use a computer, and back then there weren't computers. I think I, people that say they were simpler times usually mean they could just do and say whatever they wanted. There was no consequence because they were the only ones who had a voice. (laughs) And you didn't have to have any empathy for people unlike you. Yeah. Mm. It's very simple when you live your life that way. They try, I I will say they try in the movie, the misogyny is just rampant. I kept thinking like, isn't there a part where girls show up? I thought so too. No. It is, I think I made that up. This def- other, other than the one, uh, the, the, the little bit of autonomy of the girl diving in the pool to save the one character, this is a sexy lamp situation mm-hmm. where yes. all women could be sexy lamps. Mm-hmm. Even yes. like the yeah. mother, like the scene where she has to sort of formally ask her husband to pay attention to her son. And like a ver- like, it seems like mm-hmm. like oh no, he'll he'll say yes. We're gonna try this. We'll try this with this man that lives in our house, and I have married. I have wedded. Yeah, yeah, very sexy. Yeah, lamp. yeah, yeah. No, you just know that kid's gonna grow up to have like a, a Sorkin esque difficult relationship with his father. <laughs> I don't know, and it, I'm just gonna say that he he and Benny stay friends forever. You know, he announces while while Benny plays, and I'm just gonna say he's got be- their best friends, and that's the one good thing that came out of this. Two yes. best friends forever. Yeah, and and I went on my first date. <laughs> there you go. My second was to Camden Park. Well. The local amusement park. I don't know which of those is worse. I, I mean, danger-wise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. You you were not going to get tetanus at the, at the Sandlot. That's true. Yeah. But I did not. Uh, yeah. I won't, I won't talk about it. We'll save the second date for another episode. <laughs> about Camden Park. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to. I don't Park. I don't think I want to fly home to do that research. Mm-mm. No, I certainly no. don't. Um, well, thank you both for <laughs> for enduring the Sandlot for me. I appreciate it. It, it wasn't that bad. It really was. It, it there. Yes, I there's some it. problems, of course. Yeah, but it's just one of those that's easy to turn on and just kind of turn your brain off. I'm also now. I need to know the end of this Timmy Tommy situation from Animal yeah. Crossing because I looked it up, and there are apparently lots of people have put the they've put the dots together, but no one said anything officially. So I don't know. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Taylor, what's next? Uh, next is, uh, I, I want to talk about a band uh, that was one of my college favorites. Uh, it's a band called The Ergs. Um, but I think that the album, it's a little little later in their their career that I want you to listen to, is Hindsight is twenty twenty, my friend. All right. Sounds that is good. what we will do for next week. Um, thank you both. Um, as we've mentioned, The Sandlot is... You know, uh, uh, there are some people who really love it. <laughs> if you're not interested in a movie where misogyny is just sort of like intrinsic to the plot, perhaps take a pass on this one. But if you like doggies and baseball. Yeah. I don't that's know. been vouched for by people who love yeah. doggies and baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thank you all. Thank you, Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great podcasts there. Um, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Changed Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I'm still buffering. And, and I, I am, am too. I 
if I ever got the soundtrack to this game. I think I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parenting. It's hard, but don't worry, you're not alone. Belly up to the low bar with one bad mother and let us remind you that fine is good enough. They want to climb on different things. And how am I supposed to keep them both from dying? (laughs) There is a right way to do this. And if I can figure out that right way, I'm going to be a good parent. So that is not a thing. So join us each week and let us tell you that you are doing a good job. You can listen to One Bad Mother on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.